Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax must update rewards. From chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively. This is Are You Talking REM Remi, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back. Adam is doing paradiddles on the air drums. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we uh, have not done an episode in a bit of time, but we are back now. Welcome to the, uh, uh, I would say, the one of the major REM-centric podcasts in North America, certainly, uh, if not the United States. Uh, are we... Just sorry, can I jump in here for a second? Yeah, by the way, this is my co-host Adam Scott. Uh, my name is Scott Ackerman, and uh, hi, you hi know everybody. you know him from television yeah. and occasionally Listen. movies. You know sure. me from movies because I just directed one. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Fine. My my, I, I I just have a question. Can I turn? Uh, where are the vault? Down down by your penis. <laughs> Don't mind if I stop do. fiddling with that and start fiddling with that. Um. Uh, How's that? This better? This a better level for you? You have to turn it to the right in order to turn it up. You turn it to the left in order to turn it down. So down would be on the left. Uh, can you hold you on. can remember that by can by you go back to the beginning on that one. Okay, you have to turn it up to the right, upright. So that's that's like when I wake I am, up in the morning, I sit upright. upright. Yes, you are sitting upright. Sitting. All right, down to the left. So down left. So when you go to sleep, you go down left. You want me to go to sleep right now? Yes. Uh, all right. You brought your bedroll with you. What is it? What kind of noises does he make when he goes to sleep? Are you saying to shut up or are you just saying sha, sha, sha? Oh, my God. I think Adam has night terrors. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, did I fall asleep? Today? You fell asleep, yeah, yeah. Do you not remember the last thing that we talked about right before you fell asleep? You said, should I fall asleep? And I said, yes. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. I do remember you saying should, but that was all. <laughs> so anytime anyone says the word should, you're out. out like a light. I am out. You said the word should, by the way. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> did I fall asleep again? You did fall asleep, yeah. Oh. I'm going to try not to say that word. Please don't. 
Yeah, uh, hopefully, especially the while I'm driving. Don't call me and just say that word. <laughs> um, so we have not done an episode. Oh, sorry. My question was: Are we in the American Southwest? <laughs> I believe the podcast reaches the American Southwest. No, yes. but are we physically in the American Southwest? Huh, that's a good question. Um, Should we call up our lifeline and get? Well, an hold answer? on. Let me. Yeah, uh, uh, let me uh, call up my lifeline, Siri. Hold on. Are we in the American? Southwest? Here's what I found. Okay, here's what she found. The American Southwest, are we running dry? That's a YouTube video. Let's check it out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's check it out. Are we running dry? I'm going to tap to unmute that. What do you say? All right, here we go. This is a... Uh... A Vegas PBS. Oh, what a wonderful noise to start a video with. It's a great start. Yeah. Okay, anytime something fades up on credits that take five seconds, you know this video is going to be long. Just judging from the music, this is going to be a, these are, a serious subject matter. These are white titles on, on a black background, by the way. And they're fading in and out so long. Look, I don't have time for this. Are we running dry? Can you just make a video that's three seconds and says yes or no? Yes or no. Are we running dry? Oh, God. Well, I loved it. The video? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make that call. I thought it was great. Call your children. Let them know that they need to reserve all of tonight to watch a new video. Guys, I've got our night planned out for us. <laughs> I know you're 13 and 11. This is perfect for you. Bye. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what's a good night out like? What do you? What does everyone like to eat in your household? Oh, if you were to order, if you yeah. were to order from from anywhere, this where, is a great question. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's four people and two dogs, right? Four people, two dogs. So dog food. You all eat dog food. We love dog food. Whole Foods. I don't know if you've you've been there before. It's a grocery store. Whole Foods. This is sells donuts, bagels. It's all holes. And so for dogs, they make special dog bagels. Wow. And they're delicious. Tog bagels. Tog bagels. That's right. They call them tog bagels. Tog bagels. Because the guy, his name was Tog, and he loved dogs. Was it simply Tog like Madonna or Cher? That's right. Tog. Tog. Yeah, it was actually his initials. Oh, it was an acronym for his initials. Oh, wow. So what was his actual name? Thomas Osoff. Gration. Thomas Osof Gration. Great what, guy. What an interesting guy. It's he's, he's he a, sounds great just from his name. Right. He's dead. Oh. He well, how did he how did he die? He suffocated. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Whoa. He was having sex with Wait, wait he was, so it wasn't auto, it was just erotic asphyxiation? That's right. Wow, that's the way to go. The autoerotic asphyxiation. That's, Auto just means you're by yourself. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, no, this was. It's like automatic for the people means autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation for the people. Um, no, this was this was it was his dying wish um, to get this line of dog bagels out there into the world. <laughs> so he had not. No, he had not released happened. them. It was just a dream of his. Wow, and he told the. Um, other that was in the room that he was engaged The other? In. Well, I don't want to... It's not my business who he was engaging in... Okay, but like a, intercourse with. like a fuck buddy? 
Well, I, I wouldn't even want to. I'm not going to go there. Oh, okay. Uh, if if you like, I put that in quotes. Yeah, no, I heard the quotes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so while he, he was, it was a dog. He was having sex with a dog. He was trying to, yeah. While suffocating himself? Yeah. And he told the dog he wanted to to make some dog babels. Babels. <laughs> and he called them babels. <laughs> so they're dog babels? Yeah. I think it was so because he was suffocating that it, he pronounced it babels instead of bagels. So he has like a belt around his neck having sex with a dog. Trying to. Trying to. And he tells the dog, I want a line of dog bagels yeah. called Tog Babels. <laughs> and the dog. And I want them sold at Whole Foods. H O L E. He expires. Yeah. Unexpectedly. And the dog puts it into action somehow? The dog made it happen. Wow. He kept his. his word. What a story. Yeah. Wow. Tog. No, the whole story is on each. Package whole of, story. Of, <laughs> it of is talk babels <laughs> with, that you with pictures. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's told entirely <laughs> by pictures. Wordless cartoon. That's right. Wow, what an amazing story! And I gotta, they call it the whole story. <laughs> they do. I got to go to Whole Foods. Check this out. Get some talk babels. So that's what my family eats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome uh, back to the show. We are, um, this is uh, a podcast devoted to the music of R.E.M. exclusively. We do not talk about anything else. Nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else but the music of R.E.M. Coming up a little later on the show. I mean, let me just tell you what this show uh, is devoted to. This is an episode devoted to... The 25th anniversary of R.E.M.'s seminal album, and I don't even want to say the title of it, I'll just play some of it. That's right, it's that album with the frightening orange... Halloween-inspired cover, and the title that I don't, don't, don't say. say it. Needless to say, this episode, I wanted to get it out in time for Halloween. Yeah. <sighs> All Hallows' Eve. We had a, that conversation, like, should we get the episode out for mm-hmm. Halloween? And I, we, I had to end the conversation we, because you were so frightened. We were too frightened. Yeah. It was like a— Well, uh, you, were, you were frightened. Well, you're brave. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Out of, like, the two of us, we have a partnership because we have different strengths, different weaknesses. That's right. Uh, You're the brave one. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the handsome one. Mm -hmm. You're the successful one. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one. you're the scaredy cat. (laughs) I'm the scaredy cat, and I'm the one who had a podcast studio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Adam, we're going to be talking about uh, the the reissue, the— Monster 25, I believe That's they right. call it. Uh, That's right. Five, uh, actually six, six disc set. A lot uh, of one discs. Is, one is uh, uh, a DVD. Yeah, you call them DVs. In standard definition or is it a Blu-ray? I didn't even look. I think it's a uh, is it, It's a blue. It's, it's a, a BR. BR. Um, we're going to be talking about this frightening, frightening album and everything that's that's involved. We also are going to be playing clips from our conversation with two of the members, uh, R.E.M. themselves. Yeah. Mike Miller 
mm-hmm. whom we have spoken to on the show before. Yep. And a person we have not spoken to on the show before. Michael Stipend. The, the, the mics themselves. The M's. We, it, They're in a hurry. They're busy. Uh, international rock stars. Sure. Rock and roll. How, how busy they are. They rock broke and roll up personalities. They're, they're not really doing anything. Well, they were busy... When we were, they were busy on the day. On the day, on the day that we met them, they said they were busy. They were juggling lots of work, family, scary one duties. Right, two Scots, two Mikes. It's a lot like what's happening in this room right now. That's right. (laughs) But that's we're going to be playing clips from our conversation a little later on the show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, stick around. We will be talking about REM exclusively on this show. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. We'll tell you everything that happened when we went to uh, a different town, not in the American Southwest, in order to meet up with those guys and talk about Monster 25. But before we get to that, Adam, it's... We're definitely in the thicket of awards season right now. What are you doing during... Are you taking vacation? What do you do? For awards season? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I went and saw The Irishman. We were just talking about that. Did you read Martin Scorsese's uh, Scorsese? Did you read his comments about Marvel movies? I could not agree more. I saw the initial comments, but I did not read the Follow-up editorial. editorial. I love this conversation. Just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. I love it. Let's keep talking about this subject. Wait a minute. I think this... This is an episode. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Definitely of I Love Films. Hey, everyone. Welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. This is Scott. And we are talking, of course, for another episode. We never deviate from the topic. We are talking about films. 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 Sell you Lloyd. Hold up. Hold up. Not movies. No. Not oh. flicks. Oh, don't even say the word flicks to me unless you're talking about Netflix, in which case they did release The Irishman, but I don't know. Not, I, you know what? What's that? I saw it. Where'd you see it? On Netflix? I, no, sir. No fucking way. NFW. I, I saw it in a movie theater. That's on a celluloid. Film Thank theater. you very isn't much. It, isn't it ironic that you see a film in a movie theater. I know. And you know what? It bugs me. They should change the names to film theaters. A film theater. Or That's a right. film auditorium. An auditorium or a, a, a building film. A build a build film. Build film. A B film. If you have to shorten it. Or because we have such you busy can call lives. It a BM if you want. Sure. Call it a BM. Call it taking a shit. <laughs> I have three words for you, Adam. Take a shit. <laughs> three other words. Okay. Se, ne, ma. Put those together. What do you have? I don't know. I've okay. never tried. All right. It's, well, we'll do that after it's too, the show. It's too tough. We'll do it after the show. But let me tell you, uh, Martin, thanks for your words about Marvel movies. So, Very important. We got, we got his take on these. Will you summarize for me and tell me what it was in the follow-up editorial that was... Because... Martin Scorsese Scass- is one, oh, Scorsese is one of the great filmmakers. One of the greats. Let's list I'm him. I'm going out on a limb Let's here. list him. Scorsese? Yep. Capala? Mm-hmm. Mm, Tarantin- Tarantino? Tarantino. Tarantino? Yeah. Uh, did you mention Capola? Capola. I got Capola. 
Uh, who else? I don't. I'm trying to think of well, anyone else who's ever directed some a film. Newer editions that are certainly building up a tasty resume. Mm. Um, Christ, Christ Nowlin, Christ Nowlin, Christ, Christopher Is that? How, I, I believe that's the yes. pronunciation. All and I gotta say, all wonderful white men. Yes. <laughs> oh. Great. Older, <laughs> Wonder, white gentlemen. Older white men making wonderful films. We, we need more and more of those. I wondered. I what, You know what? Back when I was growing up, you had the wonderful films of Skorzkowski, Raging Bull, yeah. Taxi Driver. Oh, you know who else is out there? The Joker himself. What a film. Yeah. What a film. Todd Phillips. Oh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips finally made a film. Yeah, he'd made movies yeah, before. This is a film. This is Scott. a film. That camera was shaking around. I haven't seen it, but I can tell. That I camera can tell. Was it was moving. shaky. Taxi, oh, Spike taxi driver. I would add to that. He's not an older white gentleman. Then I wouldn't put him on the list. Okay. <laughs> taxi driver meets king of comedy meets a smile. What do you got? Wow. The Joker himself. Did you see the Joker? Oh yeah, masterpiece. Okay, masterpiece. That that main character was was so tortured. You know what? I'm gonna. I might be coining a phrase here, mm. making some news. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call him an anti-hero, and I meaning, think that's an intriguing meaning. The antithesis of a hero. Yes, and put him at the center of a movie. I've never even and thought see of that. What happens? I've never thought of that. That is an incredible idea for a film. I always wondered when I was growing up, you have these movies, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, wonderful Skarskowski movies. And then I would look at Iron Man and I would say, I wonder what Skarskowski thinks of Iron Man. Will I ever find out? It took decades. Now you know. Now I know what he thinks of Iron Man. Old Shellhead. (laughs) <laughs> is that what you call Iron Man? That's what, I mean, so that's his tell nickname. Me, tell me what he said in the uh, in the editorial. I don't know. I didn't read it. Okay. All right. That's I Love Film. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Good up. But I will say that The Irishman is terrific. Yeah. Ick. What? Is it like a sequel to Pete's Dragon? Um. Yes. <laughs> Wait, why? I, they're set in Ireland, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, this this is probably our final episode before the end of now, the wait, year. When yeah, was what? the last time we made an episode? Um, uh, I don't even know. When was it? Was it the end of the Ezra year last year? One? Oh yeah, it was probably was with Ezra. April. Oh, let's talk about it. Yeah, pop music. Um, we we went to uh, see Ezra, our yeah. former guest, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah. Uh, we went to go see him at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. It was an impressive show. And, and a, uh, a really great show. And I got to say, uh, we were about five days out from the show, and I was hoping we would go, and we hadn't talked about it. And uh, we reached out to Ezra, or you reached out to Ezra. Mm-hmm. I don't have his email. Um, and uh, he hooked us up with tickets, and I was like, boy, this is so last minute. We're going to probably be in the back or something yeah. like that. Primo Boxo. Primo El Cito's. Right next to Rashida herself. Haim was there. They yeah. jumped Haim. on stage. Haim jumped on stage. What a show. How about that version of Sunflower? You know, live they call it Stoneflower because it's like a expanded seven and, minute thing. Yeah. What a great It show. was amazing. I was with um, 
my, uh, I don't know how else to say this. Well, my partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was with my partner and uh, she... Her, she has always been sort of like fine with Vampire Weekend. Yeah, sure. But she came out of it going, oh my God, what yeah. an amazing show. These guys are heavyweights. Yeah. These guys are like Ben Stiller and uh, Judd Apatow. Yep. Heavyweights. That's, that's what she meant by that. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed. And also at a Hollywood Bowl show filled with young people, you know, the Vampire Weekend audience, and he's playing- Young people. <laughs> well, younger than us. <laughs> right. It's not like I felt ancient there, but I was certainly like, oh, I'm everyone, older than Everyone was like people. 10 years younger than us, which is not young people necessarily. 10 years younger? Is that what I said? Or older? 10 years younger. I okay. Say. I know that they're popular with much younger than that. Yeah. Know? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but oh. they were, pl- he's pushing the boundaries of what you know, Vampire Weekend is known for, and they're veering into jam. We talked jam about band. it on the last yeah. episode that he was on. He and and to see it put into practice was yeah. was pretty it's impressive. Pretty impressive. We we unfortunately we did not make it there in time for uh, the opening band, which yeah, uh, know, because they yeah. played super early. They played yeah. it. They played it like eleven a.m. Total bummer. And I wanted to get a T-shirt. You know what? We can just get them online. Oh, a T-shirt. Yeah. Nowadays, you can get T-shirts online, right? You can buy them on the internet. Why didn't we try that with U2? Because we don't want to pay for them. I don't think they sell them. They don't sell U2 T-shirts? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Plus, we don't want to pay for them. No. We deserve that shit. You know, how much money have we put into the coffers of Bono and company? I mean, let's upwards. Let's tally it up. Okay. First record I ever bought from them, Unforgettable Fire. I believe I paid six ninety nine for it. Okay. I'll put that through the, uh, here, hold on. Add that up. Okay. First record I bought from them, Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much were, was a tape, a cassette tape? Joshua back Tree back in 1987, probably I'm going to go with $7.99. Okay, $7.99. Put that into my tally, okay. Are these separate tallies? Separate. Oh, shit, hold on. Take all that to make separate. Yeah, I had to. uh, Yeah, I had conjoined them and then I had to separate. Uh, Hold them them apart. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then, let's see. I don't think I ever bought anything else from them. You didn't buy Rattle and Hump. You didn't buy Joshua Tree. I didn't buy any of those. Finally, finally at the Madison Square Garden show that we went to uh, about a year ago, I bought a Coke. That was four ninety nine, I believe, at least. Okay, so I have spent six ninety nine plus four ninety nine. Um, Wait, should I get eleven ninety eight? Can it we looks get like. someone to run those numbers? Four ninety I think it's I think like a thousand dollars. We've spent like a thousand dollars on you too. Oh, sorry, I went to see Rattle and Hum in the movie theater. Oh, you did. Yeah. How much was the ticket? Eighty-eight tickets were. Did you see it at the the Dollar Theater or no, did I saw you? it at the Forty First Avenue Playhouse in Santa Cruz? So at that time, <sighs> a matinee or was it a? No, it was nighttime. It was night. How do you know? It was opening night, Friday, a Friday night. How do you know it was nighttime? Because uh, I remember that it was dark outside. Oh, the oh, meaning the sun had gone down. Well, um, let's see here. It was or was it the s- the sun obscured in Northern California? It's in maybe the, the sun was behind a tree. No, in the fall it doesn't get dark in Northern California. It doesn't. No, the oh, sun it's like doesn't Alaska. Go down. Yeah. So um, Insomnia, another great film. 
Oh, yeah, put that in. I paid for a ticket for, to that. Okay. okay. So that goes into the Christopher Nolan yeah. tally. And he's, I'm sure, met um, Bono? Bono or The Edge. So we God, can, what would that meeting be like? Oh, it would be... Do you think he met him? Did he meet you two to star in like Dunkirk or something? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. I think he wanted the four guys from U2 to to be the stars of Dunkirk. <laughs> I mean, Harry Styles is one of them. Harry Styles is probably well, the second choice. That's be- yeah, that's because it was supposed to be Larry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So look, we spent way too much money on U2. We don't want to buy a fucking T-shirt. No. Give, and give these guys, us a fucking T-shirt. They keep fucking taunting us. I'm sorry. Is this an episode of you talking you two to me? I think it is. From boy to boots, getting them on. That is. This is you talking you two to me. The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium. Of all things, you two, this is good rock and roll uh, music. Hey, uh, hey, welcome uh, to the show. I think it's boy to breaking wave. Oh, no. well, it's probably something even different now boy because their their last record was. Uh, did it have a B boy one? to American Soul? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> It was funny. It's pretty good. I think it's Boy to Blackout. Is that what it was? Or Boy to the Book of Your Heart. Because that's the last song on the record. Let's hear Book of Your Heart. Book of Your Heart. Oh, but that's like it's a it's a an bonus track. track from Boy to Bonus Tracks. This is a pretty good one, dude. Did we talk about this on you talking you two to me? Hey, you two, we're on you right. talking you two to me right now. So let's talk about right it. Start, this song in particular. Yeah. You put this into words. I don't remember this one. Put this I into what? Think we should An envelope. What'd you say, Bono? What? Wanted me alone. Wanted you what? What'd you say? A phone. A phone? Pic- pictures of what? The chorus what are you? I don't remember this. What are you saying, Bono? The way you wanna go. As the leaf and as the bird. Okay, we're a minute into a three-minute song. No, three. Sorry, four-minute song. This sounds like something they would maybe just not put on the album. I like it. We don't belong to this world. Kick it. Yeah. Whatever. So far, not no, no uh, chorus. But whoa, it must have been blackout then. Boy to blackout. Must have been blackout. Let's hear a chorus though. I think we are right now. This isn't the chorus. It can't be. Oh, shit. He said the title. Yeah. I bet it is the chorus. All right. Let's put that one. So in. many great songs on this album. I love this this record. I got to say, Me the too. more I listen to it. Um, but you too, what are you doing? You putting out something new? You guys have disappeared. Yeah. Listen, what is up with those guys? What's up with those guys? They never call us anymore? It's been a year since they toured. Yeah, it's been. No, you know what? They're touring. 
uh, I don't care. Japan. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. That was that good. Was really, that was riveting. Um, a lot of ground. That I mean, it went from <laughs> from boy to, to book of your heart. Um. So, uh, uh, in any case, yeah. yeah, we have not done an episode since Vampire Weekend. So we that was six that. months ago. That was that was a while ago, but that was really that was really fun. Um, I want to say that we got a letter. Oh no! You know what? We did an episode from Clusterfest. That was our last episode. You're right, because uh, that is germane to what the letter that, that I June. just received. June is busting out all over, all over the meadows and the hills. Hey, hey, hey. we uh, we get letters Did occasionally. You see the Irishman. <laughs> We get letters occasionally, and this comes to us from uh, our good friends at uh, uh, Dead Letter Office, who we talked about on the the last episode. Yeah, and you know, you know what I appreciate about this? Appreciate, appreciate. You know what I appreciate? <laughs> hey, I appreciate. appreciate. Oh. You've, you've seen the Irishman too many times. Um, <laughs> aren't they hey, all? Get some, get some bread and dip it in the sauce. Aren't they all Italians in that movie? Except for one guy who happens to be uh, an Irishman. An oh, Irishman. don't spoil anything. No, I just did. Okay. Uh, they they wrote a letter. They wrote a real letter. They wrote a, a real piece. letter. Creep I mean, that paper up in the microphone. I got Scott. I there's no sound like that. There it is. You're well, not gonna the, get that fireplace. sound from a phone. You'll get it from a fireplace. Oh, right, you're right. Um, I will say it wasn't like they went out and bought some good stationery or anything. No, this it, is like this is like was, lined paper that has the uh, serrated edge on the left hand. Like they tore it out of a. a uh, you know, a notebook. Uh, it's roughly got, torn. <laughs> roughly torn. And, and they didn't, you know, li- like how when you cut off the crusts on uh, toast, do that if you tear out a piece of paper. Yeah. And, uh, this is messy, this edge right here. Yeah. It's, it's, gr- it's, it's gross to look at. Quite frankly. It's gross. Anyway, they wrote us a nice uh, letter thanking us for the uh, uh, for what we talked about on the last episode and uh, then sent us a lot of nice REM bootleg yeah, CDs. Really cool. Uh, so thanks to those guys. They are, uh, if you have a chance to go see them uh, out there touring, uh, please do. They are, are the uh, world's premier REM cover band, yeah. uh, I would say. So... Uh, Always a good time seeing Dead Letter Office, yeah. although I have not seen them. Well, you have. I mean, I've, I saw them play a couple of songs with us, but I haven't seen yeah. a full show. But that was a. They were great. They were great. I just don't know personally. I don't know whether they play as many songs as they played with us, like four, and then they kind of run out of steam and they're like tired. Yeah, I mean, and they're th- panting and they're like. <gasps> They told okay. they told us backstage that the four songs they played with us was like three more than they usually play. Their shows really? are yeah, really they short. were tired. They all fell asleep backstage. <laughs> they did. But Mike Mills or Mike Miller, uh, just last week when we were doing the thing, he talked about how great Dead Letter Office is. Yes, we they but yes, so uh, they were. Uh, and we'll talk about this when we talk about our experience with them, but uh, uh, we mentioned that we had just did this, and yeah. uh, Mike Miller uh, talk, had played with them once yeah. before and talked about how great they are. So, uh, yeah, no shit. That's what I just said. Fuck. Just wanted to reiterate it. Okay. Um, anything else before we uh, go to a break here? I don't think so, bro. 
That's it. I think I'm ready to break it up and get back in. Let's stick a let's stick, stick a knife up our butt. <laughs> let's stick a knife up our butt. When we come back, we are going to be talking about the new reissue of. I don't even want to say. Don't say it. It's too frightening. I can't say it, but we will be talking about it when we come back. This is Are You Talking REM? Remy. We'll be right back. Remy. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bell one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax must up to rewards. Welcome back to Are You Talking REM Remy? It's a nice, happy song to come back in on. Well, I wanted to come back on this because since our last episode, R.E.M. released this. Yeah. This is the the uh, version of Fascinating, which we had talked about on a previous episode, that uh, they... Why did they put this out? It was uh, for... Hurricane Relief? Or hurricane Relief, yeah. I, I bought it, and the hurricane stopped. Yeah. It was, it's like magic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was because they, they made a big deal about it never having been released before. But it was on that. Yeah, I think it was on the 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 rarity pro, the promo. Oh, it was okay. Well, this this version has never been released before. Sounded the same to me, but I don't know. Well, clean your fucking ears out. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, welcome back to the show. We are talking about um the 25th anniversary of Hariam's. Uh, 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 proto grunge. Not it's not even proto grunge because it was came out after grunge, <laughs> post grunge, mid grunge. Oh yeah, mid grunge. That should be a a, a, a genre of music. Mid grunge. <laughs> what would be in there? Nirvana's third album. Because Nevermind yeah. was maybe the kickoff of grunge. So in utero would be in utero mid grunge versus. Yeah, versus we got uh, Allison Chain's second, maybe. Yeah. So uh, this 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 is definitely a mid grunge. Some would say on the tail end of grunge. Oh, what about pre ska, pre third wave ska? Ugh. Right before um, what's that? What? Right before Real Big Fish. Yeah. Right before kicked they it all off. Really, really hit. <laughs> um, but this does. You you think this sounds like grunge? Yeah, a lot, a lot of people uh, would call it a, a, a sort of an answer to grunge. Uh, yeah, but not grunge oh itself. That's why th- I said mid-grunge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well well put. 94? <laughs> that was right in the thick of it. No, it was, but I this doesn't sound like Pearl Jam or whatever. But it was mid-grunge. No. All right. That's a genre of music that came out between that can be the 93 and 94. When do you think grunge ended officially? 95, I would say. I I think that's like uh But they kept make like Creed kept making music. I wouldn't call them grunge. But they were just Hey, by the way, speaking of grunge, bands. 
I went out to uh, what about Silver Chair. Were they grunge? Yeah, yeah. They were like prime grunge. Oh man, <laughs> grunge primo, platinum grunge. Speaking of grunge, I want to give a shout out to the people at Sub Pop who uh, uh, I took a tour of their offices the other day huh. uh, in Seattle. Um, when I was there with the Comedy Bang Bang Tour, it was uh, 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 Engineer Brett, uh, who is not on the boards today, but uh, came up and did the tour with us. He is signed to uh, a, a Sub Pop. Uh-huh. So we went to, uh, uh, it was uh, Lauren Lapkus, and uh, were you there, Kevin? Kevin's shaking his head. That's right. He was not there. Uh, who else was, uh, uh, who else was, uh, was it like the offices they've had since the heyday? They, of- mo- they, they had moved once. Yeah. But they have a lot of memorabilia up oh, there, cool. like Kurt Cobain, uh, memorabilia and, uh, pick a lot of the pictures mm. and, uh, a, a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and it was uh, fascinating to mm. a lot of Peter Bag uh, art everywhere. It was fascinating to go there. Thanks for the invite. It was very cool. Um, and uh, uh, we are here talking about. Um, I don't. I don't want to say it. You don't. I, I do have to say this new reissue of the record. They've changed the scary orange to blue. Is it more or less scary? It's you? a little more soothing. I have to say, it's a little more calming. That that orange cover when I look at it, I was ah! yeah. It is so frightening. Um, they okay. Let's talk about it. They just put it out. Uh, it came out last week. Yeah. It's in our hot little hands right now. Well, I'm, it's in your hot little hands. Yeah. When I say our, I mean sort of collectively. Yeah. Um, they sent this to us early. Yeah. We we got uh, we got this express mailed to us. Yeah. So that's uh, fun. Yeah. But I don't have a CD player, so I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> well, you, you did watch the, the Blu-ray, didn't you? Well, I've seen Road Movie. Yeah, but didn't before. you say you watched part of it? Not on the Blu-ray, no. Oh, my God. Uh, but I've seen it many Who cares? Under- All right, let's talk about the content of uh, uh, what's on this. First CD is the original album, but remastered. remastered. Yeah. Sounds really good. What is the difference between, like, when they remaster it? Yeah. First of all, okay, here's my opinion of remastered albums. Yeah. Get it right the fucking first time. Yeah. Why Why do they have to remaster it? This is ridiculous. Especially since this was made in 1995 when the technology was there. 1994. To, well, sure. The tour was 95. Is that what, why yeah. I'm mixing that up? This is 25th anniversary. We're in 19... Uh, we're in 1999 no, This right is now. the 24th anniversary. <laughs> it's the 25th. They call, so, it, they call it the Scary 125. So... What, the technology was there to get it right. Yes, right? just get it right the first time. I'm tired of rebuying albums. They're like, we remastered. What is the difference? Yeah. What are they? And here's what my opinion of what they do on remastered. All they do is they turn the volume up. Yeah, they like boost the bass a little bit. Maybe. They if clean that. it up. They get a toothbrush, put a little tooth tooth powder on there. Get tooth in there powder. And, and scrub it. Are you an alien? <laughs> no, you, in old movies, they put powder on their toothbrush. How old are these movies? Like, I don't know, three, four years old. <laughs> but look, I don't, I don't get the whole remastered thing. Yeah, but it does sound better than. The, How does it sound better? Have you listened to the yeah. the old one and the new one? Yeah, side by side. Yeah, um, we will be doing that by the way a little later for the uh, uh, because let's talk about let's go back to the content. Disc two is demos. Yeah, 
And these are all demos, uh, not of the actual songs that came out on Monster. Oh, God, I said it! Yeah. You're, you're, do I have to take over for the rest of the show? I'm sorry, Scott. These are all demos of songs that did not end up on the record. Yeah. Um, which is, which is weird that those are the demos that I think it's, they're all like a little more classic REM sounding, which is interesting. Yeah. It's like the stuff they got like out jangly. of their system before coming yeah. up with the monster stuff. Disc three is a remix of the album. Yeah. Uh, produced by Scott Litt. Or remixed by Scott Re- Litt. Well, uh, I don't even... Did he not even... I think... I think he... Or he supervised it or something. He supervised it because I, I was reading that and it was like, produced by Scott Litt, remixed by someone else. Oh, oh, oh. Um, In any case, what he wanted to do was he... Uh, if you read the liner notes, I'll summarize it. Um, he... Back in 94, when this record came out, he was he says he was having a hard time figuring out how to properly mix a record that had fewer instruments on it than Automatic for the People. So Automatic for the People had a lot of strings and a lot of like a lot of stuff going yeah. on. This is a more back to basics guitar album. And he was having trouble figuring out how to mix this together. And he's never been happy with the mix. And so when this started coming around, he was like, hey, let me remix this shit. Yeah, he felt like the vocals were mixed way too low. Mm-hmm. Amongst other yeah. uh, decisions. So he he did the entire album. He did a completely new remix using different vocal takes sometimes, mm-hmm. taking instruments entirely out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really fascinating. We'll be talking about that uh, a little bit later. Then we have a live, uh, uh, two discs are live. From Chicago on the, uh, excuse me, in June of 95. And uh, then we have the Blu-ray, which has uh, a 5.1 surround sound, um, high-res audio, the road movie concert film, a few music videos as well, all the music videos that came out uh, from the era. Now, we are going to be mainly talking about uh, the, what's of interest to us is the uh, remix album. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Fill up time a little because I have to bend over to plug this. In. Um, you know the. I think the overall. All right, I'm done. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you gonna say? The overall what? The, well, the thing that's kind of the constant on the remixed album is that the vocals are way lifted. clearer. Yeah. Now, when you, you when you listened to the album back in the day, you had trouble figuring out what the lyrics were. Did you not? Yeah, but that was uh, an REM, that was a staple of yes. REM's, particularly the 80s stuff. Yes, also the lyrics are printed for the first time yeah. in the actual booklet here. Yeah. Um, and they are, a lot of them are very different than what the fans have surmised the lyrics yeah. are yeah. Um, that are out there on the internet. So yeah. uh, that's interesting to uh, see the corrected lyrics. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a message from our good friend uh, uh, Kevin over here. Um, what is that? <laughs> it's just one word. It says Carl. Carl? <laughs> Why would he send me that? <laughs> what is he? Kevin, ta- explain yourself. <laughs> is he talking about his favorite restaurant? That's Carl's son. Oh, Carl was a sub pop. Oh yeah, Carl Tart. Okay, thank you. We, uh, this came. Oh, that was this came lot. during the sub pop uh, uh, discussion apparently, and I was so wondering. Carl Tart was along for the ride. Carl Tart. Oh. Believe me, he was along for that ride. Yeah. 
We walked over there actually. Oh. Um, so um, let's talk about the the um, the remix record. Yeah. What were your first impressions? First well, of all, the the first song that was released publicly yeah. was "What's the Frequency, Kenneth?" Yeah. And that was the first, and we talked about it when it was released, probably a month before the record came out. Yeah, not on the show. No, no, no. Just yeah. you and I. You and I were, would check in occasionally. Yeah. I don't like to brag, but I have a, a, a direct line to uh, Adam here. Yeah, we text sometimes, yeah. which is like texting. I, I, yeah, I call it the hotline. Yeah, the hotline. <laughs> the REM, uh, are you talking REM, Remy, hotline. Yeah, this gets directly to you. Oh, yeah. No, when I, when I when I text back, it goes directly to you. Exactly. No intermediaries, nope. no assistance nope. involved. No people. No, no this teams. is pure, stripped-down, unadulterated communication. Communication between the two of us. That's right. Uh, and we only use it for REM-related topics. For other topics, we, ha- we have a different phone line for each topic. <laughs> That's right. And these are hard lines, by the way. All hard lines that we've somehow... Uh, rigged for texting. I have a, a a full desk just of phones. Yep, just for all of the different subjects. And there. there are and I haven't. I my label maker is broken, so I haven't like labeled each of the phones by topic. And okay. so it's just a mess sometimes when one of them. You know, I'll I'll be getting a call from you yep. about you know like for me to babysit for you, yep. and I'll be like, which yeah. which one is this? I won't know because you I'll only be- have one ringer for all of them, so yeah. you don't know which. <laughs> So I'm picking up going, hello? Nope. Yeah. That's dial tone. Hello. Yep. Finally, I hit on the babysitting one. I'm like, and by that time, you've already booked we, someone else. Al- well, no, we're already back from our date. <laughs> uh, the Yeah. What's the Frequency, Kenneth, came out. It's essentially the Let's same. Let's hear a little bit of what's the the Frequency, Kenneth. Okay. So the, uh, the, the interesting thing that they've done on their website is they have a tool where you can play the songs and you can toggle back and forth from the original and the remix. So let's hear a little bit of the original. And then here's the remix. Back to the original. What's remix. So bass is turned up a little bit. Vocals are Vocals are clearer. Problem. Here's the original. Remix. Guitar is echoier in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing is, is they get rid of the dinka 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 dinka. Yeah, the tremolo. Yeah, uh, which I think is the signature uh, uh, sound of that single. Is it not? It's certainly part of the the hook. I don't mind it being gone just because it's fun to hear it in a, a different way. I, are we gonna do? Weird. Are we gonna do which we like better? Let's do that for each track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for what's the frequency, Kenneth, original or remix? Adam? I like the original. I, because of that tremolo being gone, I got to go with the original. Yeah. If that tremolo is still in, I would love the remix. I would probably like the remix better, yeah. But instead he took out the thing that sort of makes it, 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 I remember when that, that single came out and the video and everything, it was was like, like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. And unfortunately it's not there anymore. But, but. Other than that, a great... uh, Yeah. Okay, here we go. So this is... Let's go to track two. This is Crush with Eyeliner. We will go to the original, and then we'll toggle back and forth. Here we go. This is the original. Remix. Talk to 
original. Remix. What position should I wear? Original. Layered some vocals there. Remix. Remix. All right. What do you think? I gotta go with the remix on this one. I Me like too. the remix better. Me too. Yeah. And at first, I didn't because it just sounds demo-y. Mm-hmm. But what what it kind of is with a few of these songs, it doesn't sound like they remix them as cleanly as some of the others. But this one, it sounds like they're playing live together. Yeah. And the I like the layered vocals and. With this and Bang and Blame in, in particular, there's just more to discover in the songs. In the original, like you said, it's just drum, bass, guitar, mixed mm-hmm. really well and really... Guitar's super loud, vocals yeah, really... There's just more texture to it. Yeah. I have to say this toggle back and forth tool, it really... I was surprised when I listened to it because I feel like the original album is so it it really highlights how muddy the yeah. original mix is, yeah. which works in some of the songs. But I will say on this toggle thing, the original sounds worse than if you like really listen just to really, a high quality yeah. version of it. But yeah. I I agree with you. This it, there's just more texture and it's it just sounds like the one thing I've always felt about the scary one is that. All the different parts, they they feel a little separated, a little studio-y. Mm-hmm. And some of these remixes sound more like a live band. Right. So. And you like live bands. I do. I don't like dead bands. No. It's scary. The Grateful Dead? Ooh, oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> oh, welcome okay, so. to Terrapin Station. Oh. Um. We both prefer the remix. On we that. both prefer the remix, and we both, uh, on what's the frequency, we prefer the original. So yep. we, we are in total agreement, but it's one-to-one at this okay. point. All right, we're going to go to King of Comedy, speaking of Skorskowski. Oh, yeah. Um, and I feel like I listen to this song, and I go, is he talking about me? Yeah. You talking about me? Yeah, the King of Comedy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, let's listen. To, we'll start with the original, and we'll go, toggle back and forth to the remix. This is King of Comedy. This is the original. This is the original. Remix. Your critics make it original. Remix. I'm not the king of comedy. Original. I'm not your Okay. Hmm. I gotta say, I think the original takes it. Yeah. Something about the drums sound more powerful on the original. It sounds more like, I know it's, it's this song is a little bit of its time where the drums sound very like garbage. I mean, the band garbage, which means it sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I'll specify if I ever say anything sounds like garbage and I'll say. Not the band. Like the ref, uh, the refuse. Were you a fan of Garbage, the band? I like Garbage. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, they're not one of my favorites of all time, but yeah. I. But it, the the drum and bass and the tuka tuka tuk sound uh-huh. like it sounds very much like Garbage to me. Uh-huh. I think it just sounds better on the original. What do you think? I've never been a big fan of the song in the first place, mm-hmm. but I like the remix because again, it sounds more like a band playing live to me rather mm-hmm. than a studio creation that was sort of outside their comfort zone and not right. never felt like this was a great fit. I agree that this is 
my least favorite song on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and I, weird that it's so prominent. It's a third song. Yeah. Didn't they tell us? They tried to play it live once. They, yeah, okay. They they said that in the interview we did. They tried yeah. to play it live once and they couldn't. They were like, this sounds like garbage. Yeah. The refuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they struck it from the... Uh, I will say in the clip that they provided here, it's hard to tell the vast difference between yeah. the remix and the original, but it is quite different. Uh, we have to say that we are only able to hear 30-second clips because we could not figure out how to log in. <laughs> yeah. I think they so, probably took it down. Maybe they took it down or something like that. Um, but it's... it's. Uh, f- I think you. I think people can still find it online somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's on the REM... HQ website. website? Okay, great. Uh, Let's go to I Don't Sleep, I Dream. This is the original. Remix. Original. Remix. Original. Remix. I mean, I for me, this is a clear winner of the remix. Me too. Yeah. It sounds, because in the liner notes, they talk about how they demoed playing live in a big room. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it was just recorded live yeah. and then mixed really well, but it sounds great. It sounds really good. Yeah. And I was never huge into this song either. Really? I like this one. This yeah. this is uh, maybe one of my uh, favorites on the record. I, I like this one, and I think I think it just being able to hear the vocals more. Yeah, sounds great. It sounds really good. All right, so so far we have. Uh, I have uh, uh, two two and two. I like two on the original, two on the remix, and yeah. and right now you you are three and one. You three like, and one. You like three of the remixes more. And what's the frequency, Kenneth? Is the one is the album holdout? I'm right. I'm choosing. All right, let's go to Star 69. That is next. Can we turn up, turn it up a little just so we can, yeah. Yeah, I did when you mimed oh, it Oh, you to did, sorry. Yeah, Adam mimed it to me. He's, you're really good at mime. I, you basically like put your, your opposable thumb uh-huh. and your forefinger and your, your fuck you finger yeah. together and you turned it to the upright, yeah, upright, and you did that and I was like, I think he's miming a control knob. Yeah. Whereas you have a laptop in front of you, I should have been going like this. <laughs> he's right now, he's taking his index his finger, fuck you finger. <laughs> and he's just thrusting it downwards. All right, I'm going to turn it up just even more. All right, here we go. Now, this is Star 69. This is the original. Here we go. Remix. Original. Is this fun for anyone to listen to me to music with me screaming original? Remix. Original. <laughs> I would I look, if you're a band out there, I would love to do this on your record. <laughs> Anytime you want to just remix an album just for this purpose, let us know. Just let us know. We'll scream original and remix. Yeah. Um okay, Star 69, how do you feel? I like the remix. I like the remix too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And yeah. also another one where the lyrics I finally kind of figuring out what the song is about, which is crazy. It's about like yeah, we talk about this down a warehouse 
Uh, yeah. Oh, no, this is not the one that we talked about. We talked yeah. about uh, Circus MD on, yeah. the, on the interview. Okay, let's go to Strange Currencies, which in our previous episode about the scary one is, uh, we talked about it as my favorite song on the record. Uh-huh. So it'll be interesting to hear my opinion. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> we'll hear my opinion on the other side of this. And guess what? I'm going to scream original and remix. Yay. Here we go. This is original. Uh, here's the remix. signal, little out of breath to fool myself, catch myself, make myself original. Remix. You will be mine. Original. Back to the remix. You will be mine. I. Got to give it to the remix. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, yeah. I like the original. The remix sounds a little more like something from Automatic for the people to yeah. be. So I I like the sound of that record better, I, I think. I, I like the sound of the remix. I just wish he used the vocal take from, from the, original. the original. Yeah, because you're more used to that one, I would say. Yeah, but also it feels like he really figured it all out for the for the album version. And, and this remix, the vocal take, is... Beautifully it's, it's sung. Raw, it's a little raw right? when he yeah. goes into the falsetto parts. And some of the phrasing is a little mm-hmm. off. I am not as used to the original as you, uh-huh. I think. So yeah. I just, I, I, I think it, I think it, the, the remix communicates the idea of the song. I think you're me. right, though. A lot of these remixes sound like a lot more like the REM we knew and lo- mm-hmm. know and love before. Right. He's kind of. Mixing it more. I think it would be interesting to hear a version of this with the remix with the original vocal take. Can anyone do this for us? I don't. We have Scott. We should have Scott Lid on the show. Yeah, and and make him remix. Do a second remix in front of of us us. while we hold a gun to his head (laughs) (laughs) and say we're going to shoot you execution style unless you do this. And we scream remix and original during during the song. (laughs) But I think the original is perfect. So mm-hmm. it's hard. The original's to, great. Yeah. For me, it, I, this this remix was a bit of a revelation to me where I it took a really good song and sort of tweaked it a little more to my yeah. liking. Yeah. So, so far, I like two of the originals. You like two of the originals. Yes, but different ones. Different ones. But we're at four and two both for, of the, us. for both of us for okay. the remix. Okay, let's go to side two. This is Tongue. This is the original. This is the remix. Original. Remix. Original. Remix. You can hear the uh, little old tambourine a little better on the remix. Yeah. Tambourine coming. <laughs> tambourine coming down the train tracks, everybody. God, wouldn't that be great if any time on a record they started playing tambourine, they had to do that sound? Like, <laughs> legally? There is the a inven- law. The inventor of the tambourine was like, look, I'll let you play this thing on your record. But you have to hire me to come to the studio. <laughs> and say, and make woo, a train woo, sound. Tambourine coming. <laughs> tambourine coming down how, the tracks, everybody. How many people, how many bands would say, look, it's worth it? Yeah. <laughs> R.E.M. would. R.E.M. definitely would. I know that for a fact. Um, how do you feel about Tongue? 
Um, I think I like the remix. I like the remix too. It, again, it sounds more. It just sounds more full, crisp, to me. and alive. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And but you can hear that tambo. I also have to say the other one is an album I've been I'm listening to for 25 years, essentially. So yeah. hearing these new, fresh versions, I'm a little biased towards those, maybe. Sometimes. Maybe just because you're like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. But, but again, there's more texture and more to discover yeah. in some of these versions. I mean, in the in the episode where we talked about the record before, my main complaint with the record was it sound it was a little like a sonic assault in a way, yeah. where it was like a little samey. samey. Yeah. Where by the end of it, I was just like, God, I'm tired of listening yeah. to this sound. Yeah. This is it has a little more variation. Yeah. Um, let's go to so right now we're five and two. Five and two. For the remix. Let's go to Bang and Blame. Is this original? This is original. Here's the remix. Take the sass, no, 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 you bang, bang. Here's the original. Here's the remix. Original. This one's tough. Not for me. I like the remix. I like the remix too. Yeah. It's it but it's it's pretty they're both pretty similar, I got to say. I don't know. I, as What what are the differences to well, you? A seasoned Arium. Again, this sounds like they're playing it live. It sounds like mm. it's happening together. There's more texture, there's more there's The guitars still sound crunchy. Yeah, but which is good. The the uh tremolo is pulled back mm-hmm. a bit. It's not as as uh, as in it's not at the front yeah. along with the vocal the vocals are are more prominent the and then in the as the song breaks down at the end before the final chorus it's like there's bongos in there mm-hmm. there's acoustic guitar I just always felt with the the original it was again it felt a little separate the pieces felt yeah. too separate well this was never your favorite song on this it record it wasn't as I but I've sort of rediscovered it with this remix I yeah. really like it. It sounds good, yeah. So we're at uh at this point we're at six and two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This remix is K A's. All right, let's go to I Took Your Name. This is original. And now the remix. Original. Remix. Original. Hmm. This is a tough one for me. This is a tough one for me. I got it. I think I'm going for the original on me this. Me too. Yeah. I feel like the vocal effect he put on. He put on almost like the megaphone effect. Yeah. And I don't know. Because the original thought, doesn't have that. It's no, just the, the vocals are mixed really low. And I thought the whole point of this was to make it, although maybe maybe in Scott Litt's esteemed wisdom, he thought the, the vocals should be obscured on the song just, yeah. just in a just different more way. more prominent. Yeah. More prominent, but still obscured. I, th- I like the original, though. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we're at... Uh, 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 six and three. I love that song too. Mm-hmm. Six and three. It reminds me of uh, 
What Kulop did not say to me when we got married. <laughs> I will not take your name. <laughs> uh, okay, this is Let Me In, and this is uh, uh, this was the second song they released publicly. And That's right. I, uh, we'll talk about it after we hear it. Here, this is Let Me In, original. Here's the remix. Let me in. But I've got tar on my feet. And I can't see all the birds look down and laugh at me. Clumsy crawling out. Go back to the original. Remix. This is a clear, clear winner. Winner remix. Yes. By a by a mile. By a mile and a half. By a a a, a, a kilometer. By a country kilometer. Inch. <laughs> a country inch. Um, um, we 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 got on the hotline uh, when yeah, this was did. released, and you you said this could have been a hit. I I. I think so. I, it sounds like a a hit from 1995 or four or whatever. Yeah, this was. I mean, the vocals are so clear. It, yeah. it like I, I know the original was almost like a blast of sonic pain. Yeah, uh, that that originally the vocals are trying to fight through of like it's just so painful yeah. the subject matter. I gotta I gotta like I'm gonna turn down my vocals. You can't even hear me. I'm, yeah. but in in hindsight now I just feel like this. I, I, on the original episode where we talked about this record, I was like, I love this song, but I just can't stand the way it was recorded. Yeah. It's it's unpleasant to listen to. Yeah. I, I understand the whole thing about the pain involved, but this is the dream version, I think. Yeah, I think also at the time that they made this record, it was a reaction to Automatic and Out of Time. And the version we love, this remix version, is far more in line with those recordings yeah. than, than this. So they were trying to pull away from that and obscured the song a bit. The difference is uh, they take the organ out and then they also chop off about 20 seconds at the end, which I don't think you need those But they also, seconds. he just used a different guitar take where it's not as distorted. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so we're at seven in three now for the remix. All right, let us go to Circus Envy. This is the original. Remix. Original. Remix. It's hard to hard to tell. tell. Hard to tell. When it's this hard to tell. Maybe I'm going to go with the original. Me too. This yeah. is always my favorite song on the record. Was it really? Yeah. All right. So we're seven and four. And this is one where the vocals are clearer on this. Or no, maybe it's because Not I really. was able to read the lyrics. Yeah. They, at the end of the song, the the character talks about climbing up in a tree and take, taking a dump on the person's head who he's obsessing about, right. which I never realized before. And I was like, holy, holy, shit, literally, literally, holy, holy shit. Holy shit. We'll talk about that in the interview portion coming up. Um, all right, let's go to uh, the final track. This is you, and this is the original. A remix. Remix. 
Original. Remix. So this is clear to me. Clear to me as well. You can hear the drums are not in uh, this this portion of the song that we have the clip for. Uh, they took the drums out and had them kick in in the middle of the song. Well, they kick in right after the first chorus ends. Yeah. So it's a really dramatic, dramatic. moment. Uh, this this song in the original episode where we talked about it was was one of the songs that led me to say like. I I don't yeah. like the sound of this record, and this improves upon it uh, very so much. Yeah. I think so. You're uh, right. At that point in the album, you're just exhausted, pummeled, yeah. and assaulted. Um. So yeah. So remix wins on this for us. So so we are we're eight and four. Is that is that where we wow. uh, wound up? Yeah. Pretty good remix. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's really, really good. Cool. I'm still like discovering it and having fun listening to it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think, I think Scott Lid did a, a really good job with that. And I, totally. I, I'm really interested when a, when a band does this. Yeah. I, Especially with like a seminal album that, that was in everyone's apartment at one point. Yeah. And then transferred over to the used record store. <laughs> Um, okay, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, talking to, uh, the, the, the very band itself. Um, R.E.M. Yeah, man. We went to, uh, another city to do this, and we'll tell you all about it and play a little bit of it. In the uh, we will be Southwest. right back. It, it was not in the American Southwest. What? We'll be right back with more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. ba 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 At participating McDonald's. the original yeah. yeah it sounds but it's it's cool yeah. sounds good right uh this is the remix though um that was that was the remix yeah oh it was yeah oh. um i thought that you were saying that was the original uh vocal take uh but that is the remix uh which may be the same vocal take look i'm getting lost in this whole uh remix thing but uh good job on the remix scott lid hey if you want to ever want to come on this show Feel free. Yeah. Do you live around here? What's your address? We'll be there in 10. <laughs> Years. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam is reading something on his phone. You want to share with the rest of us uh, what's going on? Actually, I had just stumbled upon a post from REM. They're in NME magazine, I guess. They're in NME magazine. They're doing a lot of promotion. For yeah, I saw thing. them on uh, MSNBC the, on uh, Ari Melber's show uh, talking about uh, what else but politics. We'll be talking about that in a second. Um, so let's get to it. Yeah. 
this is the star of the show, uh, uh, the story of how we came to talk to the two mics. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it all started with a a text from Mike Mills a couple months ago. It did, really? Yeah. I Maybe I didn't know this. Yeah. What, what did the text say? He said, uh, do you guys want to come and uh, interview us for the Monster 25 mm. thing? And, and you forwarded it to me, and I was like, I'm too scared to talk about this record. That's right. Um, and then... Uh, then then someone reached well i know someone reached out to engineer brett and was like uh <laughs> let me find it cuz it it the actual uh text sounded a little more uh uh like it would be a crazy uh situation than what it ended up being but it was basically like hey the band rem wants to perform in a youtube space do adam and scott want to come out for it it was something like weird like that and we were like like someone who didn't know they weren't a band anymore yeah probably. or i have no idea what it was but it was sort of like what, are they getting back together and performing on yeah. youtube or something it was very it was very confusing i think it was me saying yeah totally and then the ball started rolling and someone reached out who maybe wasn't yeah. totally sure what it was. So in any case, we gave them our email addresses or emails address. I don't know how to pluralize that mm -hmm. properly. Um, and uh, they reached out and said, hey, uh, so this was how it was It was hyped to us originally. It was, hey, do you want to talk to, to Mike and Michael on your show? Um, and we, we said, yeah, we do. And then we realized, uh, I think everyone realized, oh, wait, it's not actually on your show. It's, do you want to interview the guys for YouTube? Well, I think the idea was we would interview them for YouTube and use, use the, the audio. Use the audio on our as show. As an episode. But that said, we were uh, uh, cautioned that this was more of a serious interview. Yeah, just like this is to promote the thing. It's not going to be an episode. It's not going to be an episode show. of your show. They yeah. thought it was going to be an episode of the show first, and that's how it was said to us. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, it became complicated legally with like YouTube and the record company. It just became a whole thing. Yeah. Plus, I think that the, for this YouTube space thing, they wanted more of just an actual serious interview that talked about the record in a more yep. serious manner. They didn't want us doing our dumb shit. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. You don't like our dumb shit? Fine. Um, I don't care. Yeah. You, you, people can like whatever they like. And in, in, in and now thinking back on the actual space we did the interview in, I don't know how our dumb shit would, <laughs> would have, have played. played. <laughs> it would have been terrible. <laughs> A lot, and because it's like there's only 20 people in right. the audience. It would have been really To hear them weird. laughing uncomfortably would have been. Or uh, not or laughing, not at, laughing all. at all. And us going, <laughs> wasn't that funny, guys? Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, we... Thought it was a cool thing to be asked totally, to do, so totally. we we uh, agreed to do it. And they they were uh, uh, this is the people uh, who put out the reissue craft recordings. Uh, they flew us out to to uh, can can we say what city it was in? Well, all I know is it was in the American Southwest. It was not Adam. Where were we? We were in. It was it was a little bit north and to uh, the east. The. The northeastern United the North, States? I believe it was the northeastern oh. United States. Oh, wait a second. 
Was it New York? It was New York City, yes. New York City, like paste picante sauce. <laughs> yes, there were, that's the thing about New York these days. Paste picante sauce everywhere. everywhere. Every, just in the streets. The streets are just filled with paste just picante like, sauce. Like seeping out of the gutters. Everyone walks around with a backpack full of tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah. You just scoop it up and eat all day long. <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, if you have not been to New York City, you, oh. you bring your tortilla chips yep. and get there as soon as possible. It you got to bring your tortilla chips, though, because they're out of they're them. They're out of them. That's yeah. because there's so much paste picante sauce. Um, so we we got to New York. Uh, I was coming from the Comedy Bang Bang Tour, which uh, so I, I came out from Vancouver and yeah. uh, uh, got there a, a couple days earlier than you and got a chance to see the David Byrne Broadway show, which yeah. I wanted to mention. I can't which wait Which is to incredible, see yeah. You How long see is it. that running, dude? You know? Running through February, I believe. All right. Um, it's incredible. The uh, 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 American Utopia on yeah. Broadway. I will say... The only Broadway show I've ever been to where two fights broke out in the audience, That's one so right in front of me. strange to me. At a David Byrne show. Well, not only that, but at a Broadway in yeah, a theater yeah. where people are like, pretty much for the most part, sitting down watching it. Yeah. It was very, but I, I think it was this like mook looking, like, you know, older, I think he was like 60 year old. He looked like he would have been someone in The Irishman. Can oh, I just say yeah. that? Which I saw and was terrific. Right. And he, I think he was upset at these two gentlemen in front of us who like stood up at the very end of burning down the house and like applauded and danced a little bit. And he was like, hey, shit the fuck down. Hey, hey, what's going on over here? And there was like a shoving match and, and the wife got involved and was trying to separate. And then- the poor usher, who's this like twenty-five-year-old kid, yeah. it looked like, is on a is has an earpiece and is on a, on a comm, and her eyes get wide, and she's like calling over oh, security, and so they they separate and sit back down. But I'm like, this is a powder keg; it's going to go off in a second. Security comes over and basically like looks to see that nothing's going on right yeah. then, and then leaves. I'm like, dude, you got to stick around because this is going to go off in a second. Yeah, and sure enough, a few songs later, they get pissed at each other. They get again. pissed at each other. Get David Byrne says at a certain point, he says, you know, you can dance in your seats, yeah. like you can stand up and dance in your seats, just don't do it in the aisles. And I think that turned into a like them going see like you know oh boy. and they started fighting again and were they ev- like punching each other well they were shoving and then everyone in the audience is like pointing at the guy involved saying security over there and it takes a million years for security yeah. to run over again and finally they they have words with his his uh, wife i believe and um try to ascertain what the issue is and they finally like call him over and go come here we're kicking you out yeah. and he's like what the fuck what, what the fuck these guys are dancing <laughs> yeah they can't dance this is footloose rules in yeah. this theater i'm john lithgow <laughs> Oh, oh let's go. Let's go. You got a slice of garlic. You slice it with a razor blade. Oh. oh. So they kick him out. Meanwhile, the I, Irishman was terrific. Terrific. Meanwhile, uh, I I posted that there was a fight and someone who was in the theater said, oh, yeah, there was a fight by me, too. Oh, that's so weird. And then someone else posted, yeah, there was a fight the night before, too. Like, what is going – this is happy music. Which I'm, I don't mean to give people the impression that if you go see the show, you're going you're gonna to be, like, in the middle of a fight. Yeah. I think it's just – people were treating it more like a rock show than a – than a Broadway show. It's just so odd having been to the Bruce Springsteen one, which was quite as a bit. Well, it's not a full band either. This is this is this David Byrne show has a fifteen piece yeah. band, I think, and They're it's incredible. It's incredible. 
Um, and, and the other part of the David Byrne show was I walked in and I noticed it and it all made sense later, but there was a sign, uh, on the entrance that said the bars will remain open the entire show. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, After, afterwards it all made sense. Um, but, uh, incredible show. I think perhaps as good, if not better than stop making sense. I mean, it's, it's wow. really incredible. Wow. You got to check it out if you can. Yeah. So we are in New York city, uh, I'm prepping like a madman. I'm I'm listening to the record several times. I'm reading the lyrics. I'm writing questions. What are you doing? Well, I I didn't get there till the morning of. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think you got there like one in the morning, the morning of. Yeah. So you slept. I slept. Then you woke up and we did the interview. <laughs> woke up, did the interview. I don't know. I know this album back. Really yeah, exactly. Well. You don't have to do as much work as I do. Yeah. Um, but you, so, so we were, it was a little like, have I ever talked, I don't think I've talked about this for our U2 interview. Um, but the first time we interviewed U2, we were also told to sort of dial back the humor. (laughs) We were? Yeah. Which is why we were so... I think maybe we talked about it on the actual U2 episode. Oh, because she w- said they might not get. Yeah, they were like, let's. Was it Laura said that? Yeah, yeah. It was a little like, hey, don't don't be, tr- yeah, try yeah, to be yeah, as yeah. funny during the interview. So when Bono started like doing jokes with us, we were yeah. just confused, yeah, yeah, which yeah. added to our nervousness. Yeah. You can hear our nervousness in the thing because we had been told, don't be funny, don't be funny. And yeah. then suddenly they're but trying I to do jokes. I think Laura was just being protective of us as well yes. like they might not get your stupid jokes yeah, yeah exactly and then like i think bono likes our stupid yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. but um in any case with this it was another situation of like don't be funny but i think we're maybe a little more used to it at this point so yeah i thought we did a good job i do too and i think we had a, there were some funny bits and stuff yeah like they were they were they did whatever say, yeah yeah uh, uh michael and mike both said have fun out there yeah, yeah. right before we did it so i think it was a little like licensed to, yep. to but um but it was more of a serious thoughtful interview that yeah. we took care uh to to try to you know, do questions that maybe they hadn't heard yes. all the time when they talk about this yes. record. And I think we, for the most part, did a good job of that, asking them things that they haven't been asked a thousand times. Like, we didn't ask if they're getting back together. We didn't ask, Oh, you know. shit, I forgot to do that. <laughs> we didn't ask about the backyard barbecue, unfortunately. Right. we did not do that. Sorry. It but was- I think this gets us a step closer to it. Oh, 100%. 100. Um, but yeah, we interestingly enough, we asked some questions that they had never been asked before. Yeah. A couple of times they said, oh, I'd never even thought about that. Yeah. That's really interesting. And also a couple pieces of information that had never been made public before. Yeah. So let's let's hear some clips. Basically, this, this whole interview is going to go up in a few days. Um, on YouTube. On YouTube. Uh, you can basically go to REM's YouTube, which is at REMHQ, and uh, just watch Watch it continuously until this pops up <laughs> in a few days. That's right. Um, but the whole thing lasted about 75 minutes, I believe. Um, yeah. They had no – at one point I was like, hey, how how do we know when we're running out of time? Do you have hand signals or a clock? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I could no, have kept going. I still had like five questions. I could I have kept going too, but it, it was – I suddenly realized no one's ever going to give me a signal to wrap it up. Yeah. And it's my responsibility. So yeah. – oh, here's the other thing, by the way. I this is my biggest regret about the interview. I've it's popped into my head four times since then. But 
I realized we needed to wrap it up just because the clock said we did. No one was saying wrap it up. So I, I said, um, okay, I think we're out of time. And that sounds like a pun on their record yeah. out of time. And and Michael Stipe went, ha ha. Yeah. Like I was making a pun. I was, and, and in retrospect, there's like no other way to say that. We're running short on time, right. maybe. Right. Time seems to be but elapsing at a rapid pace. I think I remember the audience reacting to it as well, like but you I were did, making a joke. I did not. I know. I could tell you weren't. Oh, it was, it's just, but the, the ha-ha from Stipe. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, asshole. <laughs> it was like a knife in my gut. Oh, he didn't care. I know he didn't care, but it just, it like, don't name your record out of time. Like something that's going to be said a something lot in you interviews. Have to say over and over again. You oh, know, that's another like, cool thing about the interview is that he talked talked about the different record covers and his regrets about his some re- of them. Yeah, that was cool. interesting. Yeah. But don't name your record Welcome to the Show if that's right. something that's going to be said every time you go on a show. Or uh, see you later. Like what if your record <laughs> alligator? Was see you later. See you later, alligator. <laughs> After a while, while crocodile, crocodile. Any of those things. Don't Don't do it. Um, all right, so we're going to hear some clips. The entire 75-minute thing is going to be up on YouTube soon. Um, here's the first clip. Um, these are clips that we requested um, because, uh, Adam, you actually were the one who picked these clips. Um, do you want to talk about this first one? What is the first one? <laughs> Remember when we started this segment, I said, do you have the email? And you <laughs> No. So you can pick out these clips? Well, I don't okay. know what order you have them in there. Okay. This is this is the first one. This is about uh, we were talking about circus envy. Oh yeah, this is really cool. This is one of the kind of n- new pieces of information that uh, new that, intel, new intel that we got out of the interview. We, we should just you, play it and see. yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is uh, regarding circus envy. Uh, I don't know how it starts, so I just wanted to frame it a little bit. Yeah, but let's yeah. let's hear it. Uh, one of the great things about this new. Uh, package or box set or whatever it, there's lyrics to monster which weren't there before and it's great to see the actual lyrics and i circus envy was always my favorite song on the record and holy shit reading the lyrics the actual lyrics that is a crazy song yeah. <laughs> there is at the end of the song the main character of the song climbs up into a tree and takes a dump on someone's head what the fuck is going on yeah, that's that's my favorite song lyrically on the record absolutely okay. I, I, I love to put it in the set list live because I just laughed oh, all the way through incredible. I, would, I would wait for that last line just so I could laugh even louder at the very end I love that song how did 25 years I didn't know that's what that lyric I don't know it was my favorite song on the record it's it's crazy. So so you really kind of went there with some of these songs. These these yeah. were very different songs for I you. I didn't hold back. That song. I mean, I can tell you the genesis of it is very very easy. It's um, uh, one of my fa- remains one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, when I was uh, eighteen years old, I went to see um, a young director who had just released his first feature film, which I'd seen in a midnight movie, and it blew me away. So I went to hear David Lynch um, talk. Uh, uh, to myself, I was a young punk rocker and a bunch of hippies who were, I'm not kidding, wearing army helmet. This is St. Louis, Missouri, 1978. Army helmets and pajamas. And we all showed up to see David Lynch talk about Eraserhead and sat there for two hours and he never showed. He never... Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but his next film was The Elephant Man, starring John Hurt, and who I met um, thanks to Mike Mills. Mike invited me to dinner. Uh, one night in Los Angeles, and he didn't tell me uh, that we were going to be dining with John Hurt. And wow. I, I'm, I'm, I still, um, I still kind of shudder when I think about uh, how incredible it was to meet one of my heroes. Yeah. Uh, 
at any rate, there's a scene in Elephant Man where the, they pick up the carnival and they move it uh, of the night uh, past um, a lake. Uh, and that scene is where Circus Envy comes from. That scene is where Carnival uh, Box Boxcars, whatever that song is called, Carnival of Sorts, Carnival of Sorts. Uh, came from. All wow. the circus, all the circus stuff, goes back to that scene in in, in, in the Elephant Man. Wow! Uh, so Box uh, Carnival of Sorts and Circus Envy come from the same scene. Yep. Wow. Have you ever said that before? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So yeah. interesting. Two. R.E.M. songs based on the same scene yeah. uh, in a Lynch movie. I and mean, in if, the moment, I was in like, the mo- in the I mo- have never heard this before. I don't think he's ever said this. And he, and he uh, gave confirmation on that. I will say if there was ever a moment that we should have done an episode of I Love Films, it would have been that. Oh, my God. I so <laughs> wanted to do it. Missed opportunity. I Love Films. Oh, my God. Just talk about the greats. David Leinch. Leinch. I mean, so great. So that was really cool, and Circus Envy being a favorite song of mine, it was it was just uh, it was great. And it, see that that was another thing about the interview is they were really open and cool, and so I feel like the conversation went in directions that we uh, yeah we weren't uh, we expecting weren't, yeah, and, at all. And also, they're not on the grind of saying the exact same thing about this record yeah. over and over like they yeah. were 25 years ago. So yeah. they can... We, we were hoping that this could be a re-examination of it of like, okay, in retrospect, how do you yeah. feel about it? Um, which leads us to the next clip. This was a question that I asked about politics and music and politics. That's Let's right. hear it. Um, but we, we recognized immediately that... The last time the world had seen us as a touring band was 1989, and things had changed dramatically. We were no longer in the dark days of Reagan and Bush Sr. We had moved into the, at the time, lighter, happier days of Clinton. Um, and we don't need to Monday morning quarterback that now, but, but at the time it was really, it was, it was a much needed yeah. respite. Um, and, and This was the first, the, the first record that you put out with a Democratic president. In your entire career. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm learning so much tonight about... <laughs> I think you've only put out four. Wow. You put out three wow. with Clinton and one with Obama. And a few with with Reagan, like a lot with Reagan. Yeah, that was rough. That's, that's not our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't I mean, it a bummer how like fondly people look back on Reagan? St. Ronnie, Suck, yes, it's yeah. a real tragedy. Yeah. But, I mean, but did, did it kind of feel like, uh, like this was an opportunity to kind of politically take a break... You know, every, we're in good hands now with a Democratic president. We can talk about more ironic things. That's a, that's a really I've good I've never question. thought about it. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way before. I mean, maybe we, there we, was an element of relief. We, we were never, we never wanted to be thought of as a political band. We were political people who used our platform to express our feelings about things. So... There were times when we would definitely pull back from the politics because it was getting... It's like I met Ted Turner one time, and he said, oh, yeah, you're in that political band. I was like, no, no, we're just a band that cares about what happens in the world. Yeah. So, uh, and at this point, we, when we're representing ourselves to the world, uh, there, there, is a, there is an ironic distance involved in what we did. There was a little bit of removal from, from the face that we were presenting to the, to, the, to the crowds that were coming to our shows after having been away for five years. So I had funky suits, Michael shaved his head. We had just a whole weird new presentation of ourselves because uh, we could. It was an opportunity to sort of redefine who we were. And that swagger, that, 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 yeah. that, that humor yeah. that came along with it. And, 
And I, I think, and I, I just think it was, um, it was a really good moment for that to happen. And we were looking at the world around us and realizing we had helped create that change. We had helped move things out of the 80s and into the mid 90s. Yeah. And we now had to respond to it in a way that made us still, I hate the word still, that made us as relevant as we felt like we were. And that was our way of doing it. So yes, all those things kind of dovetailed into, into this use of, you know, I love glam rock. I mean, I loved the monkeys and the Archies. That's where yeah. Shiny Happy People and Get Up came from. So, yeah. you know, and Stand, no problem there. This was, this was really a departure for us, and particularly following those two records. But we needed loud, raw, swaggering, big songs to perform on the 95 Monster Tour. And that, that's, what, that's what the record provided us with. We had a whole lot of new fans at that point from... Uh, people who had only heard the hits, Losing My Religion, Everybody sure. Hurts, and all that. So we just shafted them. We just said, okay, <laughs> everything you think you know about this band is wrong. Yeah. We are not going to do Automatic Part 2. We're going to present something completely different, which which our long-term fans will understand yeah. what we're doing and why we're doing it. But all the all the new Arivists who hadn't heard you know anything except the hits, uh, some of them stuck with us, and some of them said, the hell with this. This is not what I signed up for. They wanted Automatic Part 2, and that's not what we provide. Yeah, I can answer the political question. I just had to think about it. What we always did and what I always did, particularly as a lyricist and the, and the front man, my job as I see it as a creative person and as an artist or as a musician was to tap into whatever was happening. And I do this really well, I think. Tap into whatever's happening in that moment and try to present it in a way that makes it make a little more sense. To try to put it in a in a, in, a, in a light, in a spotlight that helps us not only move through the moment that we're in, but towards something that's, that's, that's greater and hopefully more progressive and more, you know, I'm an optimist, so a better place. And that's, my, that, that's what, how I see my job. So if we were not um, doing quote-unquote political songs at that point, it's because I felt like that wasn't necessary or needed by us at that, at that moment. Uh, what was needed, I think, was the kind of upset that this record provided. It almost seems like if you were to put out a record now, which I know you may be, um, and if you were to take that sort of ironic uh, style with the lyrics, people would be like, there's so much going on in the world right now. You know, why put a distance between it? You know, uh, it, it almost seems like perilous times sort of call for more sincerity. Do, would you agree with that? And absolutely, it inspires. You know, one of the jobs of artists, whatever that means, is to is to uh, provide counterpoint to to the darkness that sometimes is in power. And so, when Reagan and Bush were were in power, uh, it, you're much more inclined to speak up and, and say this is a real problem. And then when Clinton comes in, you feel like, well, okay, we we've, we've done something about that. We don't really have to rail against it at the moment. So let's look at it from a different point of view. Okay, so that. That I count as a win because I think uh, Mike Miller said, oh, that's interesting. I've never uh, thought of that before. So Yeah, it's, I, in, it's, it's interesting, too, because uh, Michael came back to it later. Yeah, and said, and and I, I think it was on the clip where he's like, oh, no, now I know how to yeah, answer yeah, it. Because yeah, yeah. it was one of those, you know, usually when you get asked a question in an, in an interview, you get asked the same things a lot. So you have all of the um, So you have all the answers like ready to go. But this was one he actually had to think about while uh, Mike was talking. Yeah. So that was cool. I, th I thought that was an interesting yeah, it was uh, a really cool response. Um, then we uh, uh, talked about you being in the drive video. Right. Um, 
So let's, uh, you want to hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, here we go. Well, when my friends and I uh, put on green aprons and came by the studio to deliver coffee, pretending to be coffee people, um, and uh, knocked on the back door, you all seemed like you were having a great time. So yeah. well, we, we probably had a great time throwing you out of the studios. <laughs> yes, this yes you did. Just ignoring us and not letting <laughs> us in. Did you, did, had you heard that story, Michael, about Adam coming to the studio? Nope. I think he, I told what, Mike. I, I, I thought would, you were yeah. imagining that it actually happened. But no, would have been like, actually I'm did like, that. you would have been 11 and green... Uh, Green aprons didn't exist then yet. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Green yeah. aprons were invented in 1992. I don't know if anyone knew that. Uh, no, I was in my 20s, and and we came and and uh, delivered coffee to the back. And I remember hearing what's a, what eventually was what's the frequency, Kenneth, kind of coming out of the door and being very excited. Which yeah. city? L.A. L.A. at Ocean Way. Shut Ocean up. Way. Shut yeah. up, really? Yeah. You're, you're a total zelig with the band. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing we should mention is that Adam is in the drive video. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Between, between you, the drive oh, yeah, video oh, wow. and yeah. the, the coffee delivery, you're just sort of inserting yourself into all these... I know. And I see the drive video. That's, there's there's all this beautiful stuff that happened behind the scenes. A river came. I remember... Him, I was going to say, I didn't know if it was okay to say, but I yeah. do remember everyone was like... Dude, it's River Phoenix, and he was uh, he was there. It was really cool. And I was making a film, uh, trying to make a film at the time with Oliver Stone, called Desperation Angels, which which ended with um, three friends, one of whom discovers he's HIV positive, um, chaining themselves to the White House uh, gates at the end of the film. Michael Oliveri, uh, who now now known for The Sopranos, was the guy who chains chains him, who discovers his status, and um, and they go on this road trip to. Try to to try to bring attention to what's happening, um, but Oliver was the executive producer on that. He came, he was drunk, uh, uh, and he and River got in a fist fight in in in, in my trailer. Whoa! And River won. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it was it was it was fucking cool. I don't like fighting, but it was it was like I was like, this is awesome. Was, wow. <laughs> was that the end of your? Relationship with Oliver? Or no, no. I mean, he goes on and on. You know, he's he's got his own uh, trajectory, and I, I, I actually I have huge respect for the guy. But he did show up a little hammered, so he so he got hammered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So uh, I mean, obviously, we talked to Mike Mills about that, but yeah, but not uh, Stipe. Yeah. Um, afterwards, I thought of a couple other things to to ask about the video, but we were kind of nearing the end of yeah the time the interview we were out of time ha <laughs> <laughs> oh! uh, ha yeah but how how crazy is that about Oliver Stone and River Phoenix yeah getting I th- I'd heard that some uh, like you had? I, I'd read it in a book or something oh my god because uh, I remember seeing River Phoenix at the yeah other end of this giant place where we, like he was far away but it was like holy it shit it was obviously River Phoenix yeah. um but the fact that they got into a fight yeah man. interesting all right one last clip and of course you can hear the entire uh interview and and watch it because cameras were trained upon us yes although i was not checking the cameras during the interview to make sure that they were still you know right on our faces no i made sure beforehand that there were two cameras that were super ultra close-ups on both of our faces. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. The that's, entire time. That's the way I like it. Um, this is, uh, oh, we asked, uh, uh, this is a short clip about um, 
one interesting thing when we were talking to the people from Craft Recordings is that uh, uh, they had found that that this record was sort of an entry point uh, for a lot of new fans. Yeah. This is a lot of uh, a lot of fans' first REM album, so yeah. we wanted to ask about that. What we've heard from your people is you've been hearing from a lot of people that say Mon- Monster was actually their entry point to the band, which I, I just think of it as the most interesting entry point. Uh, of your whole catalog, like what it must have been like to enter the REM, you know, fandom at Monster and kind of discover you from there. Must have, because Monster, I remember at the time, everyone's saying it's their return to rock, but this doesn't sound anything like Document Green, Life Search Pageant, kind of more or rocky. Or rock. It's so weird. Yeah. It is a profoundly weird and wonderful record. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I imagine uh, just people who who started with Monster and then going, oh, well, I'll go back and check out some yeah. more of this stuff. And then they listen to Out of Time and Reckoning. they go, what the hell's going on here? So that's all right. I mean, it's, it's you know, if you make enough records, you have to keep moving. It's like a shark. You know, if you, if you sit still, you'll die. I'm, uh, yeah, I despise stasis even more than I despise sentimentality. Yeah. All right. So pretty cool. Yeah, really f- fun. Fun time. Uh, fun time. Fun uh, times. It and was. We should say Sig and Kay and everyone from Craft Recordings. Were yeah, really cool. thanks for having us. Uh, I know that uh, dealing with us is not easy. Yeah, um, awful. I look. I came in and needed a steamer for my for my shirt <laughs> because I'd been on tour all week and I needed to. Uh, and uh, we went through like three steamers before we found one that worked. <laughs> we did. It was a big problem, and there and I can just understand that it was where they were going just wear whatever you're wearing yeah. like they don't care but i wanted to look good for it not that i look good you wanted I, to steam your butt yep i want to put steam up my butt and then w- afterwards we went to dinner with those guys yeah i think they called an audible like they were all planning on going to dinner and i think that they wanted to see how the interview went before we were invited to it <laughs> or if we were weirdos or yeah. assholes and uh and mike and michael both said yeah let's invite them to dinner and it was very uh, and that was uh, a lot of fun for us because i think we spent 90 minutes to 2 hours eating dinner with those guys yeah. and and having wine and and uh you sat in between Michael and Mike, and and Michael said to me when I walked in, "Here, sit next to me." Yeah. And it was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And we talked about a lot of stuff, none of which I think uh, I, we want to talk about publicly. But uh, uh, they were uh, great. They, they were, were great, really cool guys. Really nice to us, and this brings us closer to the backyard barbecue. So close. Does it, does, not to say that we spent the entire dinner talking and planning the backyard barbecue, but. Officially, that's officially, not what we, uh, officially, we did not do that. But I will say, uh, someone is is looking into tarp rentals. Yeah. right now, uh, I might be getting some crudite pretty soon, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, so, uh, does this count as as uh, Stipey being on our show? Yeah, because you just heard his voice. I heard his voice on yeah. our show. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't an. Ex- I mean, it's exclusive right now for a few days until it it comes yeah. out on YouTube. No, listen, man, this is ours. Own it. Count it. Bing. Now we need Bill Barry at some point. Yeah, we got to get uh, Bill Barry. What's up, Bill? You're listening. I know. Of course, that was exciting news during the interviews that he's yeah. kind of getting back into music. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, yeah, that's uh, that was uh, something that we talked about. You can hear that uh, over there on REM's YouTube, and uh, so a cool experience. Yeah, it was it was terrific. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, were you freaking out at all? 
Um, no. Are I, you dead inside now? A little bit. Uh, you know, when I was uh, freaking out a little was when we first went into that room to say yeah. hi to the guys. Because they, they had cameras on. They wanted to do a little behind the scenes of like, hey, this is the first time meeting yeah. Michael, right? Let's film it. Yeah. And it was kind of a bummer i think for you us don't want to have to be on while you're while yeah. you're meeting someone and none of us were comfortable and and then the cameras left the room and we hung out for a few minutes it was yeah totally that fine. was fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. um v- very cool head over to rem's uh website YouTube page youtube page yeah all they that have stuff. a channel they have a youtube channel that's cool i wish i had one yeah you do i do yeah i just made it for you Oh shit! Yeah. What's on it? It just you. Uh, let's see. It's a supercut of you farting. Oh, yeah. That's all that's on there. Thank you. Yeah. I guess. Where'd you get all the the footage? Oh, I'm always filming you. What? I have a camera that's in your pants, so I get close up. What? Fart shots. Is that why you were checking my inseam the other day? You were installing a camera? No, no. I yes, I was. I was not checking your inseam to make sure you wouldn't trip you on your pants. Crafty pant legs. son of a bitch. That's you right. you came over to my house, you were like, I gotta adjust your Scott Ock fart cam. God damn it's it. a channel. All right, check that out too. Um anything else uh we want to talk about before we go? I, I think you know the this uh episode I think that our last episode that we did, uh we I couldn't have even talked about it. It wasn't even announced, but I directed the, a movie and you're in it. Yeah, the Between Two Ferns movie is yeah. out on Netflix if and it's I, terrific. I, I've talked about it a lot on my own podcast, so I assume everyone knows about it, but there must be some people who only listen to this show um, who don't know that I did that. Um, so uh, check that out on Netflix. Between Two Ferns, the movie it was a crazy two-year-long experience for me. Um, with a ton of people, Adams in it, and Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis, of course, uh, Rudd, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, Rudd, Ham, uh, uh, Brie Larson, Aquafina, um, so many uh, Tiffany Haddish, so many great people are in it. Um, yeah, and it's awesome. Thank you. And I bet you, everyone that's listening has seen it. Hopefully, hopefully but they should see it again. And you also are. Uh, we did a full episode with you as well. Oh yeah, um, which I noticed you never tweeted. Did I not? No. I retweeted something. Did I'll, you? I'll tweet it out. Tweet it out. I, I did take a look at the numbers and yours was the least watched. No. Okay. Well, then I'll tweet it out. <laughs> um, yeah, but we've been releasing all those, those uh, uh, all the extended interviews on Netflix is a joke, their YouTube channel. So if you're, look, if you want to make a day of it, go over to REM's YouTube, go over to Netflix's YouTube, day sorted. And then tonight- you and your kids have that uh, going on. What were you watching again? We talked about it hours ago when we started this episode. <laughs> oh, whatever that video was at the beginning. Oh, of the right. Thing. Yes. Okay. All right. That's anything else you want to mention? No. Nope. That's it. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it for us. We will see you on our next episode of Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me. And until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bottom up, up, up. Valid one time on Friday. Participating McDonald's through 12 31 Excludes tax. Must update rewards.